I'm Ken Boone. Welcome to my podcast, Much More to Say. This show is sponsored by the Descant Music and Media Group, creators and producers of podcasts covering a wide range of subjects. Our shows are hosted on Spreaker and available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Now, on with the show. Two thousand twenty-two New Year's resolution number eight: Attend church occasionally. You could say that this episode is a follow-up to episode number thirty-two, which I titled "Are These Seats Taken?" There, I shared a number of reasons why folks want to attend church, as well as reasons for not wanting to attend, using surveys plus my own opinion. As I mentioned on more than one episode, I have this love-hate relationship with church, not with God, not with the congregants. See, I used to be very active there, both on stage as well as behind the scenes. But for some reason, there were always other places I wanted to be instead of in church, especially those times that I wasn't performing. For example, one of the things I liked to do was to tell my mom that I either had to play or sing or do something at assist the church. In actuality, I would sneak out, go home, curl up with a bowl of cold cereal, and watch the Saturday morning cartoons, followed by an episode of Soul Train. <laughs> Anything but church. Wow, thank goodness I didn't get busted that often. Now, as an adult, I always wonder why I have to amp myself up just to attend services. Now, once I'm there, it's all good. So why the dread? I'm guessing it might stem from my childhood when I felt that I was forced to go. Made to feel like I would burn in hell if I didn't go, if I didn't pray, if I didn't believe, and if I didn't pay my tithes. So I want to know why I'm still feeling that today. So, time to hit the Google. Early in my research, I ran across a blog post by the author Wanda Ball. And she titled it, Five Reasons Why Your Child Really Doesn't Like Going to Church. And she recalled sitting in Sunday school as a five-year-old, not really understanding who this Jesus was and why they had to come to a church building to worship him. The only thing she looked forward to was being around her friends and peers, trying to learn what it all meant together with them. So she listed these five reasons a child doesn't like going to church. And I'm going to put my two cents in. Number one, it's boredom. Now, for me, I was kept very, very busy. 
So that really wasn't the case for me. I really didn't get bored. Number two, according to Ms. Ball, they don't understand who God and Jesus are. Now, for me, that, was, that concept was kind of magical and actually a little scary, so I didn't understand either. Number three, it's too early in the morning. For me, after a week of school and all the other activities, I just kind of want to sleep in, maybe until nine. You know, not already being in shirt and tie and sitting in, you know, in, in the morning school thing where you learn your memory verses and all that stuff. So it was too early for me too, I agree. Number four, according to Miss Ball, services are too long. Now, all my Methodist and Catholic friends were done in an hour, in and out, and they had the rest of the day to themselves. That wasn't the case for me because we had to do a sunup to sundown thing. So, yeah, it definitely was too long. And number five, according to uh, Miss Ball, the friends and peers didn't attend. Now, in my case, it was true. Most of my friends were, you know, not part of that uh, denomination. And I didn't go to the church school that belonged to that denomination. So I kind of felt like the odd man out kind of missing the whole Monday to Friday stuff coming in. What did I miss? But they've got their lives over there. They didn't tell them. They didn't shun me. But, you know, I just was kind of like dropping in on Saturday, trying to get what I could. And then off I went back to uh, my own life. So since my friends didn't attend that church and I did just on the weekends, I didn't feel part of it. So and I would add as a number six. You felt like you didn't belong, or at least I didn't feel like I belonged. Further digging had me arrive at this question. Is it okay to force religion on a child? Now, I know this is kind of controversial, and I'll take the hit, so here goes. I mean, there is a thin line between teaching and forcing a child to be religious. Now, although guiding a child isn't bad at all, the child should ultimately be able to make the final decision on what they decide to practice. Parents should be more accepting and lenient towards the decision their child makes when it comes to religion. Like I said, if my actions will not get me sued, will not get me arrested, will not um, violate any crime against myself or humanity, live and let live. That's me. Also, I always wanted to know, you know, how does forced religion, because I felt that was going on in my case, how did that affect my development as a child going into adulthood? Now, that question has uh, prompted a lot of research and the findings show that children raised in religious families tend to have more enhanced social and psychological skills, but may perform less well academically compared to their non-religious peers. Now as a little aside, when I first met my wife Celia, and I've told you guys this on a different uh, episode, even a different show, First date we had, we were sitting in a Starbucks and we were just kind of talking about our upbringing. And I mentioned 
the religion that I grew up in, and she happened to be third generation in that religion, so she knew all too well. And then we started comparing notes, and we came across this um, concept called religious trauma syndrome. And what's that? Religious trauma syndrome, or RTS, occurs when an individual struggles with leaving a religion or a set of beliefs that has led to their indoctrination. It often involves the trauma of breaking away from a controlling environment, lifestyle, or religious figure. Now, we both call ourselves survivors of this whole thing. I'm not saying it's abuse, but we like to wear the tag that we are survivors. Now, please note that religious trauma syndrome is in the early stages of research, but it's gaining traction as a legitimate diagnosis. There are a number of symptoms experienced by people suffering from religious trauma syndrome, similar to symptoms of folks with PTSD. And those include nightmares, flashbacks, dissociation, emotional difficulty, and others. What I stated above were reasons that people don't go to church, don't like church, scared of church, or whatever. But I'm going to reiterate my five reasons for wanting to go and why they appeared on my uh, New Year's resolution, number eight to be exact. Number one, that was for comfort in time of trouble and sorrow. Number two, I find most of the sermons, sermons valuable. Number three, I do want to be a part of a faith community. Number four, I like to please my wife. She likes to go. Many go to please their spouse. I'm one of them. And number five, and probably the big one, is I like the music. Now, those reasons still hold true, but for some reason, eight months into this new year, the closest I've come to, to going to church is not even going to church. It's actually driving past the church, going out of my way to drive past the church that I've targeted to go, and I do that a couple of times a week. I mean, I also started watching the live stream, but I quickly lost interest in that as well. I mean, that really sucks. I do want to go. I will go. Like I said, it's eight months into the year, but that means I have four months left to fulfill that um item on my resolution list. Listen, I'm not church bashing. I have a lot of lifelong friends, dear friends, who faithfully attend church, live good Christian lives, and train up their children in the way they should go. God bless them. God bless them one and all. Here's one for you. My wife, Celia, actually began looking for work as a church musician, church pianist to be exact. She's done that for well over 40 years, so it seemed like a no-brainer. And I thought that if she got a gig, I'd use that as a reason to show up for services. 
not just drive her there, but to partake. But instead, she got a call to do some accounting for a startup company. Go figure. I remember my late mother always implying that the hardships of my life came about because I wasn't doing what I should be doing. And that was one, go to church, two, pray, three, believe, and four, pay my tithes. Now, is that a form of uh, abuse? Is that the thing that they refer to as religious trauma syndrome? a little passive aggressive so it wasn't you know you will burn in hell but it's still I still got the message and like the friends I had mentioned previously that lifestyle worked out just fine for her and I'm so blessed that she was the one who raised me and not my other parent and I hope I hope I pray that I wasn't too much of a disappointment to her Let me repeat myself. I've got a little over four months to fulfill resolution number eight of my New Year's resolutions. Now, I'm confident that it'll happen. I'm sure of it. I'd lay money on it. But if by chance it doesn't, I don't think I'll be consigned to eternal damnation. I have sinned and fallen short in more areas than I can count. And through the grace of God, I'm still here. Now, I'm recording this episode on Tuesday morning for a release tomorrow, Wednesday. Needless to say, I didn't attend services a couple of days ago. And I have outgrown watching cartoons decades ago. So that leaves me with a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios, a.k.a. cold cereal. Well, one out of three ain't so bad. A quote for today is from American clergyman Henry Ward Beecher. The church is not a gallery for the exhibition of eminent Christians, but a school for the education of imperfect ones. Until next time, this is Ken Boone. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more than number two, say.weebly.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our podcasts are hosted on Spreaker. We can also be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and most podcast directories. So like, comment, share, and join the conversation. This has been a production of the Descant Music and Media Group.